Hey everyone, and welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr, and I am so excited to be here with you guys. Today is season three, episode three. We are talking all about the afterglow, what the heck that is, how can we work with it, how can we actually anchor it, and how do we consciously integrate it? So I'm really excited to dive into this topic with you. And if you're new here, this podcast is all about ayahuasca preparation and integration. And we talk a lot about healing and all things plant medicine. So thank you so much for checking us out if you're here for the first time. And if you are a returning listener, I just want to shout out to you. Thank you so much for continuing to show up, to listen. Um, It's definitely like it keeps me coming back so I just really appreciate everyone who continues to be here Uh, definitely here to build a community of information and if you personally ever have a topic that you want me to cover or talk about please just reach out to me you can reach out to me on Instagram at uh, the multi-dimensional journey or you can email me at the multi-dimensional journey at gmail.com so let's drop in okay so the afterglow guys so the afterglow is a term that we talk about a lot in the psychedelic community and i honestly hear it specifically when we refer to mother ayahuasca so the afterglow period is a phase of this work and it's usually anywhere from It can be anywhere from one to four weeks post-experience, post-ayahuasca experience, post-ceremony, post-journey, however you participate in the medicina experience. And during this time, we feel um, heightened positive sensations, positive experiences. There's an experience of feeling expanded Um, mentally, emotionally, physically. Oftentimes, it's a period of where we really get a chance to incubate and hibernate in our true selves with no disruption from the default patterns. So the default patterns are usually the things that we came to ceremony with. So for example, if it's codependency, perfectionism, addiction, lack of self-love, maybe doing too much for others and not for yourself, um, you know, mental, um, mental mind loops that you're working through, somatic patterns, all of these things, whatever they are, seem to be really quiet and almost not present during this time. So it's really, it's a really opportunistic time to really anchor the higher self or the true self because there's like this almost this separation of these things that we're carrying and um, in integration ultimately we want to integrate our higher selves and our default patterns in this new way meaning we learn to sit with them to work with them to be with them rather than uh, dissociating from them running from them um, detaching from them, you know, or just basically 
not knowing exactly what to do with some of these very challenging things that a lot of us face. Um, I think it's safe to say that all of us at some point in our lives are going to face a setback, a transition, a depression, an anxiousness, um, a trauma, something, right? And um, so this is really an incredible time to capture that higher self um, in the afterglow period. So that's what it is. It feels really good. It's really awesome. So here are some tips on how you can personally either prepare for this experience. Um, Whether you're a seasoned ayahuasca practitioner or you're just starting out, I think these tips um, are really great to either become more conscious of, more intentional. They've helped my clients and they've helped me. So number one is to attempt to um, capture or kind of anchor this experience in several different ways. So one thing I tell all my clients and including myself is that if we can take the time to videotape ourselves once, twice, I mean, more than that would be great. Um, And the reason why videotaping or vlogging, basically turning on the camera and talking about what we're going through will be really, Uh, incredible and this is why because oftentimes when we come out of these experiences our facial structures change our somatic structure in our face and our body is shifted and if we can actually capture that in real time and have a reference point for the future then this is really amazing um journaling won't capture that audio won't capture that video will though so if you have the time in the space i really recommend that you take you know the time to capture like what is happening and be intentional about it just like you were with your ceremony and say i'm doing this vlog to capture like what is happening in my experience. And I noticed that when I do this, this is what's happening. And I've noticed that this has come up. And as you're talking, you know, observe your your gestures, your facial gestures, your expressions. They're oftentimes more open, more expansive. So that's a way to capture the somatic pattern of the higher self, which is what I work with my clients on is we, you know, when we bring that part forward, you know, when we're when we're working with the internal family systems, we want to get to really know the part and then the parts somatic pattern and then the parts um, mental and emotional pattern as well. So this can be a really great time to kind of anchor that. So that is that is a, an awesome technique. Um, Number two, definitely journaling, taking the time to not rush back into work or rush back into, you know, your, your habitual patterns. Um, And this is because like this, like I said, this is a very opportunistic time. So if we can take the time to create space and really anchor as much as possible. So just creating like a mini daily ritual you know, where maybe you take 10 to 15 minutes, maybe you do a vlog and then you write some things down and then you have a record 
you know, that's what we want because we want that reference point because it's really difficult after these mind expanding experiences to really remember every single detail. It's, it's actually quite difficult. So the more we can kind of express, um, the better. And if you don't like journaling, you know, art is like an incredible way to capture your experience or, you know, doing some painting or some drawing or something to express you know, what it is that you're experiencing in this afterglow period. So vlogging and journaling and my last tip for you, although there are many, um, is a technique where we actually meditate or we sit with the higher self. And specifically with my clients, I have them do a tapping technique to really anchor it. Um, and what you can do is just take a few moments to observe and be with this person that you are mentally, emotionally, physically in this afterglow period. It's it's truly uh, beneficial to slow down and allow yourself to experience it. And if you haven't caught on to a theme here, all of this kind of requires us to, to slow down which I have found, um, including myself, is one of the hardest things to do in this work. Um, Ayahuasca or not, by the way. Um, So to slow down the mind, to slow down the body. And that's why over and over again, I teach myself and the people I work with mindfulness and breathing. Because all of these practices require us to slow down, to create space internally, and to begin to experience ourselves in a whole different way. Um, so those are my three tips on how to work with this incredible afterglow period. Like I said, there are many ways to work with it. Um, and so the next step, as as we begin to emerge, other parts of us begin to emerge naturally and humanly out of the afterglow period, meaning we start to notice um, our emotional patterns coming up, our mental patterns. It's really important and key to understand that this is normal. I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of us make, and I made this mistake a lot in the beginning of my work with ayahuasca, is that we mistake this for, oh, um, I'm not well again. These patterns don't seem to go away. I don't know what to do. I'm going to go book another ceremony. And there's nothing wrong with booking another ceremony. So I'm not not saying going to ceremonies and really being intense with your ceremony work is bad. That's definitely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we don't want to mistake these patterns as like there's something wrong or get into a shame spiral with it. And that's actually a part of the very layered work. We want to see them as natural and normal. And we want to begin to uncover where the patterns are coming from. We want to become aware of them. And we want to give them lots of space and time to heal. Um, You know, for example, if we had an awakening in the ayahuasca ceremony of finally coming home to our true selves. Maybe we didn't even know like who this higher self was prior to working with ayahuasca, which is really common. 
you know, finally we can identify with something other than the trauma. Finally, we see who the, who we actually are, you know, and then actually integrating that with the trauma that's happened is quite challenging because the trauma will still want to express itself. It still wants to be grieved, right? So there's often a natural grieving process. And so, you know, and by the way, this is all hypothetical. And um, this is, for example, although it is very common. So, and then integrating that higher self with perhaps the inner child and the inner child that's never had a chance to maybe be angry about what's happened in the family or really feel and experience um, perhaps emotional neglect that occurred or, you know, traumas that happened. So we want to now begin to look at that part and utilize the higher self as now uh, a part that can hold and usher the the, chi- the inner child, um, almost a re-ushering through the child childhood de- developmental stages in this uh, more supported and healthier environment, in which that usually occurs in a process called reparenting. So we're reparenting that inner child through those stages of grief and emotions so they can finally come to a place where like I felt it, it hurt, it happened, and eventually in in that person's timing, nobody else's timing, they come to a place of acceptance. And that looks a little different for everybody. So that's an example of like how these default patterns will return and we want to put language to them. We want to understand them. We don't want to begin to feel these experiences and be like, you know, and kind of like get some anxiety or, and stress around them, which will also naturally happen. But what I mean is like not to jump to conclusions of like, um, well, the ayahuasca isn't working. Uh, which is very common. And so that is where the integration comes in. So what integration means is like to, to really what it means is really slowing down and understanding, you know, what's coming up for us, you know, um, and sometimes, or, you know, uh, more than sometimes even these patterns like that we're attempting to integrate are not not always trauma related. Maybe sometimes people have worked through a lot of their trauma and they feel very resolved in it. And now they're working on like expanding in their life. Um, they're they're doing things they've never done before. They're starting um, like soul aligned businesses. They feel called maybe to work with the medicine or they um, are entering uh, healthier relationships. You know so. Even in these scenarios where someone is expanding and, you know, um, reaching for their own self-realization, this will also, like, in these in these times, default patterns will also come up. Because um, even when we're expanding, you know, we're confronted with, with some of these parts, parts of us that want to protect us, parts of us that say, like, oh, it's am I good enough for this? Or so many different things, right? And um, so we, once again, we want to utilize and anchor that afterglow period to bring it in to the default pattern environment 
and to have it supported. Um, and on top of that, you know, in my program, teaching people how to use that mindfulness, the slowing down, using the breath work, the functional breath work and the transformational breath work. And functional breath work meaning, you know, how to regulate the central nervous system, transformational meaning the experiences that I offer that are the circular breathing for breakthrough experiences, and then also the internal family systems. So because there are phases to this process as as what I have found, you know, in, in, in with these tools, you know, we can definitely look toward a more wholesome and more predictable and more long uh, lasting changes with an integration toolbox that offers, you know, where tools where you're empowered, you know, that you can consciously understand what is happening in your body, in your mind, in your emotions to create the connections that you need to feel um, absolutely fulfilled in your journey. So, um, that that wraps it up so basically today we went over what is the afterglow how can we work with that opportunistic time with the afterglow and how can we consciously integrate the afterglow if you have any personal questions about you know what we talked about today please reach out i would love to hear your questions and if you want to work with me personally one-on-one for your ayahuasca preparation and integration I would love to have you. So just reach out to me on Instagram at the multidimensional journey uh, via DMs, or you can email me the multidimensional journey at gmail.com. And you can also check out on Instagram my offerings for one day intensive uh, retreats, breathwork circles, um, coaching, and so much more. I thank you guys for continuing to return here. Hope you enjoyed today. And as always, remember why you came here.